All right, uh, Judge Joe McGraw is running for Illinois' 17th Congressional District. He has put together a pretty impressive list of law enforcement uh, people, a coalition, uh, including on this list is Peoria County Sheriff Christopher Watkins, uh, uh, additional law enforcement all the way up and down the state. And I have a feeling a part of this has to do with the no-bail law that was passed. And uh, Joe's been in uh, law enforcement all of his life, just about all the way through, prosecutor, private attorney, and a judge. And Joe, to start, can you kind of explain objectively to us who heard about the no-bail law and exactly what does it mean? Well, uh, your listeners are probably familiar with uh, the fact that uh, if someone uh, commits a crime and is charged, they uh, do not have to post any amount of cash or security uh, before they're released. Um, that's a change from how things have been in Illinois since forever. And in my time on the bench, uh, uh, tw- almost 22 years, um, a judge has to have uh, discretion whether or not someone is detained and under what conditions. And this new law, uh, which is unpopular with judges and law enforcement uh, and people across the state. It was kind of forced on them in the middle of the night by the Democratic legislature. Uh, takes away that discretion from the judges. And some people cannot be detained no matter what they do. You know, I'll give you in life you make one mistake. But there's been incidents I've read about uh, here locally and in the statewide, people throwing bricks through windows, hassling people. Uh, you know, I'll give you one. But after a couple of times, uh, um, you know, we're going to have to put you in jail. We can't have repeat offenders out, especially if it's a crime on property, a crime against people, uh, let alone felony crimes. And I think if, if you commit a felony, I, I believe you don't get out. But I just think that at some point I'll give you understanding. But repeat offenders, we have to lock them up and do something. You do, and there's really no one in a better position than the judge to make that determination because uh, he or she will be aware of uh, their past record, uh, their performance while on bond, and this that case or previous cases. And, uh, you know, oftentimes uh, the crime may not be the most serious crime, but it does degrade public safety. It does degrade the quality of life. And... Sometimes you need to keep them in jail until they can get a mental health evaluation or get back on their medication or get into uh, substance abuse treatment or uh, make necessary arrangements to protect the victim and their families in the interim. And uh, all that takes time. And the judge is in the best position to know what's required in each individual case, not a one-size-fits-all cookie-cutter approach. Yeah, I'm glad to hear you say that because you have to have some compassion uh, based on the situation. There are crimes committed in Peoria. Uh, there are stolen cars by 14 and 15 year olds. And I know the law, you can't do a whole lot. But I'm like, boy, if you do big boy crime, you do big boy time. But then at the other side of it, I'm like, how do we, when these kids come in front of the law, how do we reach out and say, do you really want to throw away your life and be in prison for 20 years for stealing a car? I mean, so I'm glad you, uh, as a as a judge, 
uh, have, there's a little bit of give and take and temperament in how you treat people. Uh, there is. It's, of course, it's your temperament's got to be even. It's got to be fair. It's got to be impartial. But in terms of uh, um, how you treat the individual offenders, um, there is a wealth of, of evidence on what works and what doesn't work. Um, you know, prior to the uh, so-called Safety Act, it wasn't as though uh, we were all just winging it or, you know, just shooting in the dark. Um, there's a absolute... Uh, treasure trove of evidence-based practices on what works with certain offenders and what doesn't. And you have to tailor your, your response, the court's response, to what is going to be the most effective. Uh, and if it's time for retribution or punishment, so be it. And sometimes it's time for that. Uh, other times, if there's uh, an intervening step that hasn't been taken, that could be taken, that might change the outcome, well, then, you know, we want to make sure we're doing that. And the judges are are and were trained in evidence-based practices before the Public Safety Act. And they, uh, as a group, um, would have those tools available to them to make the best decision in each case without having been told that certain people cannot be detained no matter what and, uh, and various other ways their hands are tied now. You're listening to the Greg and Dan Show. Greg off this week, Judge Don McGraw running for Illinois 17th Congressional District. Is law and order one of the main reasons you ran, or is there other reasons why you want to represent the 17th Congressional District? It's uh, a couple of things, really, Dan. Um, You know, I just finished uh, almost 22 years on the bench in July of last year, and uh, when I stepped down, uh, all my friends were saying to me, where are you going to go in Florida, Joe? And uh, I said, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to stay here and fight the fight in the 17th Congressional District, take on Eric Sorensen and defeat him, because over the last couple of years, especially last uh, two or three years, I saw the uh, effect of open border policies in all of our communities. I saw the rise in crime. Uh, I saw the uh, crimes committed by illegals against American citizens. I also had a human trafficking court. Uh, and I saw the effects of human trafficking in our region. Uh, also saw many, many young people die from fentanyl overdoses. And uh, it's a synthetic opioid uh, that's largely manufactured in China very cheaply. And then it's smuggled across the southern border, Dan, and comes into our communities and kills our kids. And uh, when I saw that uh, Eric Sorensen was voting lockstep with Biden, uh, his whole time he's been in office and trying to bring uh, Washington, D.C. to the 17th instead of bringing the values of the 17th to Washington, D.C. I said, uh, I'm going to I'm going to run. Uh, my wife and I have talked about it, prayed about it. We've been married 33 years. We have five adult children and two grandkids. And we decided we're going to do it for them, uh, for their future. You know, so when I it's that. Yeah. And, and, you know, and then I could go on about the economy, too, because those that's affecting everybody. It's crushing people. And that's another result of Biden's reckless policies. We'll get to that in just a bit. 
Um, but the border, I think there needs to be a holistic approach, not just seal up the border, but it's three to four years for those who qualify just to get into our system. Uh, we need judges. We need facilitators down there. It's going to cost money. Uh, one of the friends of our show who actually grew up here, Raja Christian Murthy of the 8th District, is working well with Republican Mike Gallagher on the China Select Committee. And we have Rajan to talk about that from time to time. And that's a great uh, example of bipartisanship that's working. Why can't we get a very serious bipartisanship committee just like that? and concentrate on the border. To me, that's our, I know we have Ukraine, I know the Israeli-Hamas war is going on, but that's number one as far as our national security. Why can't we get that solved? Yeah, you're right. It is number one as far as our national, it's a national security issue, and it's also a local public safety issue, because as I mentioned, the things that come across the border come to our neighborhoods, our communities, and we are all, and throughout the district and throughout the United States, feeling the direct effects of that open border. There's uh, a number of individuals that, uh, when I went down to the Yuma border crossing uh, a couple of months back and spoke to the retired uh, border patrol um, commander who is free to speak to us uh, without any filters. And he said that, you know, they flood across um, during the day and absorb all the law enforcement resources. And then those are called the give ups. And then the after law enforcement is off the border, then the getaways come across, and those are the uh, cartel members, the drug traffickers, the human traffickers, and those that uh, are military-age males from countries that are state sponsors in ter- of terror. And he told me one story about a guy, and of course they shred all their documentation before they come across, and uh, the, the border is littered with uh you know, pieces of passport and ID cards and stuff because they want to be anonymous. And uh, one of the guys that came across under the cloak of anonymity, um, uh, they let him through. Uh, and uh, the FBI caught up with him a couple of months later up in uh, Minneapolis area where he is part of a jihadist terrorist cell. And at that time, they learned that he was uh, a general in the Iranian army. So there are people here that are uh, sleepers. They're lying in wait to do evil, to harm us, to damage us. And so this is the number one uh, national security priority. And, you know, we just need good conservative folks in Congress who put the values of their constituents first instead of other political agendas. If they put the concerns of their constituents first, you're right. They should be able to get together on a border solution uh, similar to what Trump had in the previous administration. And it's humanitarian crisis. There are good people who want to work here, want to get in the system and feed into the Social Security system. We need to get those people. It should be 12 months and not three to four years. One last thing. This this congressional district is ridiculous. Lane Evans, I remember when he was in, it went all the way down into Springfield. It's inefficient. It should be tightened up. But it is a big district economy-wise. Real quick, we have about 60 seconds. Uh, ag is a big part of it. Do you have any ag background? Um, I'm learning all the time. Uh, just as I've formed a coalition with law enforcement, uh, I've also put together an advisory committee from farmers in the area because I need to learn all the different ways the federal government impacts the agricultural system and it impacts the production 
it, it impacts um, the, the entire cycle of production and uh, distribution. Um, farmers are so regulated by the EPA and uh, other governmental bills that uh, they need they need a strong advocate in the Congress, and I'm in the process of rolling up my sleeves and learning everything I need to know about it. Well, uh, uh, Judge Joe McGraw running for the 17th Congressional District, I'm sure we'll hear from you again. We'll get into China next time. Uh, how to sur- I tell you, the ticking time bomb, we got to talk about it. Social Security, it's supposed to run out in 32. I don't see any committees trying to figure that out right now as well. And that concerns a lot of people. We'll talk to you again down the road. Okay, Judge? Yeah, check us out at JudgeJoeForCongress.com. And uh, thanks for the opportunity to speak, Dan. All right, Judge Doma. Uh, Joe McGraw is running for the 17th Congressional District.